Welcome to Speaker Jim. I'm Jim Barber, and today we're going to examine two figures of speech that will make your presentations a lot more powerful, hyperbole and understatement. Let's talk about hyperbole first. Hyperbole is more commonly called exaggeration. In speaking, it's defined as, let's see, an outrageously exaggerated statement frequently used for emphasis or humorous effect. Okay, let's see what that means. The trite expression, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse, is an example of hyperbole. Someone who says this is not threatening to actually consume a horse, at least I hope not. Rather, they're exaggerating the degree of their hunger to make a point. By the way, we'll talk another time about trite expressions and why you should generally avoid them. I'm using it here because I'm so hungry I could eat a horse is a good example of hyperbole, but it's not a good example of effective speaking. Some other examples of hyperbole include, I was so embarrassed I wanted to die. We've all been embarrassed, but generally not to the point of seeking our own deaths. She was so tired she was falling asleep on her feet. Same thing. No matter how tired you get, sleeping while standing up doesn't generally occur all that often. He was having so much fun he thought the day would never end. Again, nope. A day has got 24 hours in it no matter how much fun you're having. You get the idea. Hyperbole is an effective way to emphasize a point, and it's especially useful in humor. Suppose I was describing a runner in a race, and I said he was a very slow runner. Well, that's an accurate statement, but not very interesting. It might be more effective if I said, I don't want to say that he was a slow runner, but a turtle passed him twice. That's a bit less accurate, but it's a lot more interesting. Now let's talk about understatement. Understatement is the opposite of hyperbole. It's when something is presented as being far less significant than it really is. Here's a classic example from history that you may remember. When someone said something that offended her, Queen Victoria is reputed to have said, we are not amused. That's understatement. When the queen says she's not amused, she really means she's very offended and you're in deep trouble. So, using it yourself, when everything goes wrong and everyone lets you down, if you say, I am disappointed, you are using understatement. You are really much more than disappointed, but it brings emphasis to what you're saying. If instead of ranting and screaming, you simply say, I'm disappointed when everyone knows that's not the full story. Here's some other examples of understatement. Let's say you've been without power for six days because of a natural disaster. For you to say, it was a bit of an inconvenience, is an example of understatement. It was far more than an inconvenience, but you're emphasizing it by using understatement. If you're told that a particularly boring person is about to make a lengthy report saying, I'm not looking forward to that, is also an understatement. Or maybe describing the legendary Muhammad Ali as a pretty good boxer is yet another understatement. Ali wasn't a pretty good boxer. He was a champion. But there can be a problem with using understatement. 
In general, people will easily recognize hyperbole or exaggeration for what it is. When you say, that box I carried in weighed a ton, people will understand that the box didn't really weigh 2,000 pounds, it was just heavy and you're exaggerating for effect. But if you use understatement, there's the danger that people could think you really mean what you say. For example, let's say you win a million dollars in the lottery and someone asks you how you feel. You reply, I'm pleased. Well, there's two possible interpretations of that. You could be thrilled. I know I would be. But you're using understatement when you say, I'm pleased. On the other hand, you might be one of those people who attaches no particular attention to wealth, in which case if you say, I'm pleased, you really mean that. You're okay with winning all the money, but it really isn't important to you. If there's a chance that people won't understand that you're using understatement, you can still use it, you just need to state it directly. In the case of winning the lottery, instead of saying, I'm pleased, you might say something like, to say I'm pleased would be an understatement. Now it's clear. You say you're merely pleased, but you also say you're using understatement, so people know that you're actually thrilled with your win. Now don't use hyperbole or understatement unless you have a good reason. Humor is one reason. My brother is so tall, eagles nest on his head. Could be humorous exaggeration. It is exaggeration. Whether or not it's humorous depends on your audience and your brother. Emphasis is another reason. When a frustrated dieter says, I'm never ever going to eat another dessert, he probably doesn't mean that he won't eat dessert for the rest of his life. He's just using hyperbole to emphasize his desire to avoid desserts, at least for the near future. It's quite possible that you're already comfortable with using exaggeration. I'm tempted to say that people exaggerate all the time, but that, of course, itself would be an exaggeration. Even if you're familiar with exaggeration, though, you might not be familiar with the term hyperbole, but now you know what hyperbole means and you can impress people with it or win at trivia games. People are frequently not as familiar with understatement as a speech technique. But it really can be very powerful, especially in humor. If you haven't used it before, give it a try. In fact, now that you know both hyperbole and understatement as figures of speech, you can start to use them appropriately in your presentations. And that's about it for today. As always, I'm Jim Barber, and I look forward to meeting you again here at The Speaker Jim.